Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, it's Denise Eckert. I'm going to say from Balance Me, but you know what? I've transitioned to the Relaxation Lounge. So it's Denise Eckert from the Relaxation Lounge. And I love coming on here with different people to help you reduce the stress in your life and create a more joyous and happier lifestyle. Now, today I've got Doug Knoll with me. And Doug is a rare breed because he's a lawyer turned peacemaker. Now, his calling takes him to maximum security prisons, where he trains lifers to be powerful peacemakers and mediators. And into the highest reaches of government, where he trains officials how to respond and calm any angry peers and stakeholders. His unique and innovative system for calming angry people has transformed tens of thousands of lives. Now, today we're going to talk about how to calm any angry person in 90 seconds or less. So welcome, Doug. Well, thank you, Denise. It's great to be here. Now, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to this reducing anger journey? (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't what I expected, that's for sure. I grew up in Southern California and went to Dartmouth College in New Hampshire and then came back in in, uh, the late 70s and entered law school. And then after law school, I worked for an appellate judge for a year and then went into private practice in Central California. And for the next 22 years, I was a hardcore civil trial lawyer, tried a lot of lawsuits, over over 200. Along the way, I took up the martial arts and eventually took up Tai Chi, and Tai Chi taught me two paradoxes. The first is the softer you are, the stronger you are. And the second is the more vulnerable you are, the more powerful you are. Well, I didn't get those in the beginning, but eventually it seeped into my soul until one day in the late 90s, mid-career, I was in a courtroom cross-examining somebody and the thought came to me, what the heck am I doing here? So after a lot of, after a, a vacation, I decided that I didn't really want to be a trial lawyer anymore, but I had no clue what I was going to do. And I, I heard about a new master's degree program in peacemaking and conflict studies being offered at a local university, which turned out to be the West Coast Mennonite University. I knew about the Mennonites, but I did, didn't realize that they had this program. And so I signed up. And so for at the for four years, three or four years, three was three year program. I, I was a full time master's degree student, a three quarters time law professor and a full time trial lawyer. And I had a lot of discussions with the partners of my firm about the idea of building a practice, uh, a problem solving and peacemaking practice. And half of them loved it and half of them hated it. So we, we never came to agreement. So I just basically walked. I gave him one week's notice and walked out. And on November 1st, 2000 started my own peacemaking and mediation practice. And I've been doing that work ever since. In 2005, I was in a really difficult mediation and that's when I discovered how to calm somebody down. And two years later, 
brain scanning studies out of UCLA with a neuroscientist Matthew Learman and his team showed why what I discovered worked. So now I had empirical science to, to show why this amazing transformation that I discovered worked so well. And I was still met with a lot of skepticism over the years. So in 2010, my colleague Laurel Copper and I started the Prison of Peace Project that you mentioned where we'd go into maximum security prisons and train lifers and long-termers how to be peacemakers. And our foundational skill is affect labeling or listening to and reflecting emotions. And we watched some amazing transformations in prison and more and more people heard about the work and the the, all our in, incarcerated students wanted me to write another book. I'd written three books up to that point. They wanted me to write another book so that they could share with their families. And that led to the publication of Deescalate, How to Calm an Anger Person in 90 Seconds. That was published by Atria and Beyond Words in uh, 2017. And today, I'm 71 years old. I still do, I still work with the prison program. I And I train people all around the world how to calm angry people and how to calm themselves, how to have, how to develop inner peace and tranquility, no matter the chaos around them, by understanding uh, who we are as human beings and how to respond to people who are chaotic and crazy and upset and emotional. And reducing anger in this world is very important. So can you share with us, how can you calm any angry person in 90 seconds? Right. Three steps. Now, this is counterintuitive, so and it's going to sound weird, but this is what works. It's based on science. Step number one is when you're around somebody who's emotionally upset, it doesn't matter whether it's a two-year-old or a 40-year-old, You are the first thing you're going to do is ignore their words. Because by, by if you pay attention to the words, you're likely to get triggered and upset yourself. So you want to just ignore them. You don't, you've heard these words before. There's no, no new news here. And when you free up, when you ignore the words, it becomes just noise. Then it frees up your brain to do some other things that you need to do. So step number one, ignore the words. Step number two, uh, read the emotional data field of this upset person. Now that sounds like it's really complex, but it's actually simple. Our brains are hardwired to quickly and effortlessly and very accurately read other people's emotions. And all you have to do is ignore the words. So now you're in silence and just keep a blank mind and let your unconscious brain process what it's seeing. And within a second or two, emotional words will start floating into your consciousness. And as those words float into your consciousness, you go to step three, which is reflect back the emotions with a simple use statement. So it would be something like, Denise, you were really angry. You were so frustrated. You feel disrespected. You feel unheard. You feel completely unappreciated. And the whole thing is making you really sad. And you're anxious and concerned and worried. And you feel completely abandoned and betrayed by everybody around you. And it just is really, really frustrating. So notice that all I did was, of course, you're not angry, upset right now, but I was just, as a demonstration, that's exactly how you deliver the use statement. No I statements, no questions, no causation, because, you know, you, you want to just stick with reflecting back the emotions with a simple use statement. And what the brain scanning studies show is that when you do this, two things happen. One, a part of your brain called the ventral lateral prefrontal cortex 
is activated. That's your impulse control and executive function. So you can start thinking again. And at the same time, the amygdala and related limbic system regions involved in emotional neural circuits is inhibited. And they both happen at the same time. One is activated, the other is inhibited. And it literally takes 90 seconds for the brain to reverse its poles and go from enraged to calm. And it sounds crazy, but that's how we are hardwired. And it works like a charm every single time. Now, when you are, you know, shutting off the words, are there any, you know, automatically think of people who go, I don't hear you, I don't hear you, but are there any tips to help people do this step? Because that's where you, I find you get sucked in, where you're getting triggered and you're adding fuel to the fire. So the way that I tell people to practice this is to start in very low risk social situations where the, the, if you make a mistake, you're not going to embarrass yourself. And my perfect laboratory is Starbucks because you can go into Starbucks at any time and you can look at the barista taking your debit card for your whatever you're ordering, and you can say something like, wow, you look really ex you look really excited and happy to be here today, because they usually are. And then just observe how that person responds to your reflection, your validation. And you do this three or four times a week for three or four weeks, and, you, and you're going to see that you're going to get exactly the same response. People are going to be really happy, really positive. They're going to be grateful that you actually listened them into existence because so few customers do that to them. And that will build your confidence to now take it to the next level and maybe listen to a friend who has an emotional situation. And you see, and then you just, what are, what are the emotions that are coming up? And you just reflect back the emotions. And you slowly move from the shallow end of the pool to the deeper end of the pool over a period of weeks, practicing more difficult situations as you gain confidence in the skills. And for most people, it takes about six weeks. There are some people who, who take longer because it takes some courage and vulnerability to do this. And it's counterintuitive because you are interrupting people to tell them what they're feeling. And that seems like it violates conversational norms. And what I tell people is you're not violating any norms because you're listening. Listening is not conversation. Listening is, listening is something else altogether. When you are listening and you are reflecting using a use statement, you can interrupt as much as you need to. And the other person will not only not feel like you're being rude, but will actually be grateful that you are validating their experience. I said, it's amazing to watch. Sounds very interesting. Now, did you know, working with this, do you see a difference uh, working with men and working with women? Because I find women to be more of, you know, emotional and men always want to fix things, not always, but a lot of times it's like yeah. we want to fix things and take care of things. Do you find a difference between the sexes? No, there's no difference. And the, the urge to fix, to problem solve, it, both men and women have that problem. It's not just men. Uh, and that is a form of invalidation caused by anxiety. So when somebody's really emotionally upset, for those people who, who cannot manage their anxiety or maybe not even aware that they are anxious, they've got all this anxiety about the fact that this person in front of me is upset, they want to fix it. Because what the brain says is, if I can stop you from feeling whatever you're feeling, I'll no longer feel anxious. So stop it. And so all that problem-solving, fixing stuff is, is basically caused by emotional unawareness of one's own personal anxiety. And so you attempt to soothe your own anxiety by fixing the other person, which of course never works. It only makes things worse. The better way to do it is to simply 
reflect back that other person's emotions. Oh, you're really angry. You're really frustrated. You're sad. You're disrespected, whatever it might be. And that will keep you calm. It'll soothe your anxiety at the same time that you are calming the other person down. Common problems that people have when they're confronted with somebody who's upset or emotional or angry is they try to fix things okay. or they try to appease. They try to rationalize. They try to justify. They try to explain. Uh, none of that works. <laughs> none of it works. We all know this. None of it works. And it doesn't work because when you take the frame of reference off the speaker and put it on yourself, the speaker is not feeling heard. And that makes the speaker even more upset. So we always have to reflect back from the speaker's frame of reference, which is why we use a you statement instead of an I statement and why we reflect back the speaker's emotions, not our own. And that is why this works so well. But it is very counterintuitive to what people have learned about listening, what they think they know about listening. And I tell people, don't take take it from the great Doug Knoll. <laughs> but practice it yourself. The only way you're really going to be convinced that this works is to go out and practice it yourself. And, and so start off at Starbucks and tell that barista what a great and happy, uh, they're having a great, happy, exciting day. And then watch the result. And you will, the, the person will just light up and keep you at the cash register and get everybody else behind you angry <laughs> because they want to get their coffee. And this barista is just really excited. Finally, somebody's paying attention to them. And you do this, like I said, if you practice this enough in those kinds of situations, you'll see for yourself exactly what I'm talking about. And so what I'm hearing too, is that it doesn't only work for helping someone reducing that anger. It also has the opposite effect of increasing their happiness right there on the spot, which That's is right. a really neat practice. Right. But, and it even has a more profound effect on you, the listener. That's where the most profound effect is. Because instead of getting anxious or upset or stressed about the fact that somebody else is upset, you come, you coming to this person from a place of deep tranquility and inner calm. I mean, if you want to talk about relaxation, this is the way to not get stressed under any situation. Once you've mastered this skill, you know what to say, when to say it and how to say it in any situation, no matter how chaotic, and you're never at a loss for words, you're never at a loss for an intervention that's absolutely going to work first time every time. That's what's so powerful about this. So your life becomes one of complete calm and equipoise because there's no reason to get upset anymore. And it does, if people get upset at you, it's not, not a big deal. You know how to handle it. Yeah, you can become the master. It, it is. I mean, <laughs> my wife never gets upset. But over on Christmas Eve, we were where I live on. A, we have a ranch, and we were doing some outside work with some irrigation stuff. And she got her truck stuck in the mud, and yeah. You know, and I told her to stop, stop the acceleration. Don't do that anymore. You'll dig the truck, and we'll never get it out. And she got really first time she'd been mad at me in eight years. She never gets mad at me, and she just went off fuming. And you know something? In, in years past, I would have been really upset and fretful and tried to soothe her and. I was perfectly calm. I said, all right, you're having a moment. Go have your moment and I'll get pull your truck out. I got the tractor and I pulled the truck out. And an hour later, she was fine. And we talked about it. And, you know, but that's the thing. You don't, you just don't get upset with when people are angry anymore. You just don't. And it's great. I've never been happier. It's, amazing. <laughs> it's an amazing. It's an amazing experience to be this happy. Nice. And I really, you know, appreciate you sharing this with us as well. 
So if someone wanted to learn more or to, I guess I understand that you've got a few books. Can you talk about your books for us, please? Yeah. Uh, first of all, let me give you a link where it's the, I made a webpage this morning for all of your audience. And the link is um, dougnoll.co slash relaxation dash lounge. So okay. it's dougnoll.co relaxation dash lounge. And on that page, you there's a free ebook. Um, you can get a copy of my fourth book, Deescalate, buy a copy directly off the website. You can also buy a video course on how to deescalate an angry person. And if you want to really start investing in yourself, you can buy a higher-end course on how to develop your emotional competency so that you none of this stuff ever bothers you. So emotional competency follows from this kind of uh, listening, but there's a lot more to learn about how to self-regulate and become self-aware. Uh, my four books. So my first book was a textbook called Peacemaking, Practicing at the Intersection of Law and Human Conflict, designed to teach law students that there's a lot more to human conflict than what the law talks about. My second book was co-authored with a colleague of mine called Sex, Politics, and Religion at the Office, and it was a leadership book designed to teach leaders how to, this is long before diversity became a big catchword, but why diversity in the workplace is so powerful and why if you try to shh, shut down people's emotions and their expressions and who they are, you're just, you're just going to screw things up. And so in a knowledge-based work, in a knowledge workplace, you have to allow people to express themselves and be who they are. My third book was called Elusive Peace, and it was all about a critique of why world peace is, is so hard to find, and mostly I blame the diplomats because they don't know what they're doing, literally. And they're using a 17th, 16th century technology to try to solve 21st century problems. And none of them are trained in any kind of neuroscience or neuropsychology or mediation skills. None of them have that training. And yet here they are trying to negotiate these incredibly complex, difficult international problems. It's like doing, take, try, it's like trying to do open heart surgery without having a MD and 20 years of surgical experience. You just can't do it. You're going to kill people. And that's what they do. Yeah. And then my fourth book was Deescalate, which of the three, uh, of the four, that's the one that's been commercially most successful. It was an Amazon bestseller for a while and quite pleased with it. I still get quite, I get royalty checks every, every, <laughs> twice a year. It's quite nice. <laughs> and you're reducing people's anger. You're reducing Absolutely. people's stress and okay. just giving them a happier lifestyle, which is really wonderful. So we're going to wrap this up. Are there any final words you'd like to share with the audience? I would say that the, if you are living in a life where you have an angry partner or you have angry children or maybe siblings or parents or coworkers, any kind of anger or emotional upset in your life, it doesn't have to be that way. If you're willing to invest some time and money to learn these skills, I will guarantee, and I put my money where my mouth is, you, you will absolutely transform your life and more importantly, you will transform the life of others around you. It is probably what I have now concluded. It's the foundational skill of life. So I would urge people who are listening to check check this stuff out and give it a try. Because when you do, like the thousands, tens of thousands of people taught, it is absolutely miraculous how it works. And it's all based on science. So I know it works. Well, thank you, Doug, for sharing that amazing information with us. Now, if you're interested in finding out more, the link is in the show notes or it's on the blog at therelaxationlounge.info. 
So if you know someone that is dealing with an angry person in their life, please share this information and subscribe to this podcast so that you won't miss the amazing speakers I have lined up in the next little while. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.